This show is brought to you by Drift Outfitters in Toronto at 199 Queen Street East. Drift is remaining open during these difficult times, but with a new way of getting you your fly fishing goods without allowing customers into the shop. Visit them online at driftoutfitters.com to order products and take advantage of free shipping across Canada on orders over 100 bucks. Why not help them out during this difficult time for small businesses? Give them a shout out on Instagram. Got a great photo to share? Tag at Drift Outfitters. Also, you can tag your fly tying picks with hashtag self-isolation to show your friends and your followers how you're spending your downtime. Giving Drift more exposure and love right now is one way we can help keep them going. These are tough times, and we must find a way to continue supporting our community store. Visit driftoutfitters.com for more information. Hello and welcome to another episode of So Fly. It is the end of April, April 18th. This show's coming out on the 19th. Look at that. Uh, my name is Mitch. We've got Aldo. Hey. We've got Yelma. Hey, everyone. We've got a very special guest on the show today. Uh, super excited to be talking to James from Chums. James, how's it going? Good. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. We're, we're stoked to, to talk about your fishing life and Chums and uh, all the cool stuff you guys are doing. Um, maybe before we, we get into stuff, why don't you just tell everybody listening uh, who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name is uh, James Alter. I'm the director of marketing over at Chums. Uh, just a small town, kind of redneck Arizona boy. Uh, <laughs> living in the little bit of fancy town of Sun Valley, Idaho now. That's where the owners of uh, Chums live and brought me up here to, to run marketing for them. And uh, stoked about it. Love my job. Love, love the product we sell. And, uh, you know, it's a good, it's a good time. Family owned company. Yeah. Just kind of a small group. And uh, it's a really fun company to work for. Oh, that's wicked, man. Thanks. Yeah, we we we've been uh, we've been rocking your hats and stuff. Uh, Chums is awesome, man. We uh, we love your we love your gear and also the uh, the lanyards, recycled uh, lanyards, are really cool. Love yeah, stuff. man. It's a it's a funny thing for us because I think you know like you know ninety percent of of fishermen of anglers are wearing some kind of like sunglass retainer. Yeah, and like really probably eighty percent of those are wearing Chums, and uh, you know we never really marketed direct to consumer before. We're a pretty business a business company. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm kind of my job is to be like, Hey, you guys are all already rocking chums. You already love chums. You just don't know it. So yeah. let me tell you about it. So, yeah. exactly. so it's, it's interesting. There's probably a lot of guys listening to this that are going to look at their sunglasses right now and be like, Oh, I do got a pair of chums on. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So yeah. So chums started as a, as an eyewear retainer company. Yeah. Back in uh, 1983. So we've been around 37 oh, years this year. Yeah. Oh, uh, and it really started on the raft side. Um, there's a raft guide in the grand Canyon. Um, was sick of losing his glasses and his customers glasses. Uh, you guys know, you know, if you're an avid rafter or, or a fisherman, you know, sometimes your sunglasses are your most expensive gear and you know, you, yeah. you tend to lose them every once in a while. So this guy started shoot, started sewing them out of shoelaces in the back of his van, making cotton jumps, <laughs> him, hand them out one by one to his customers. And, and it just grew and the demand got big for it. And so still manufactured out of the same facility in Southern Utah, a little town called hurricane Utah. And nice. uh, like I said, it really started with the rafting community, but then uh, the fishing community jumped on and really are probably our core users now and, and uh, make up the most of our demographics. So, right on. yeah, just just started, you know, and still our bread and butter is, is the, the sunglass retainer. Yeah. Hold your sunglasses around. Awesome. Full insurance plan. Love it. Love it. So you said you started in, uh, you're from Arizona originally, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. How did you Northern get into Arizona? How did you get into fishing in the outdoor world? Like, how, how did you, how did it all begin? Yeah. So, you know, for this podcast, it's a little backwards, but I'll give you it. So I grew up redneck, right? We hunted and fishes. That, that's, that's what we did. We, we yeah. like to hunt and fish and, and be outdoors. And, uh, and I always loved that. And I went to school at Arizona state university and, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the summers, my wife and I were lucky enough to land a job in Jackson, Wyoming as raft guides oh, cool. nice. on Snake river. Yeah. So we, we, we'd move out of college and we'd go up there and we'd live in our, uh, our old van again. Yeah. And we'd live on the river for three months and feel like bums. And we'd go back and go That's back awesome. to school. That's so oh, fun, great. Yeah. That's a it story was, right there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was the greatest, man. It was, and then, and then it's great. Cause you live in a little van, you go back to like a shitty college apartment. You're like, this is a mansion. So <laughs> it was the best of both worlds. And, and uh, fell, fell in love with the chums brand um, because it's a rafting brand. And then, you know, yep. and, and it fit my outdoor lifestyle for fishing and hunting as well. And, uh, 
graduated from ASU with a degree in uh, sports business and worked for the NCAA over here for the Final Four for a couple of years. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm a big sports guy, and, and I and I loved right. it. I ran their social and ran a lot of their grassroots marketing, and uh, my lighting's getting weird here too now. Oh no! But uh, I, I loved it. It was it was a great time, uh, but really missed the outdoor world part of that. You know, a lot of guys that work in that industry actually, surprisingly to me, aren't outdoorsmen. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm such a. I figured if you love sports, you probably love the outdoors. But a lot of those guys are like, oh, you can't. You know, don't go hunting don't go fishing don't go camping this weekend we need to do this instead and so right right so knew i kind of wanted to downgrade and work for a smaller brand something i felt like i could have a big impact on and uh yeah chums had a job opening so i just kept bugging them until they hired me (laughs) (laughs) here we are three years later that's That's awesome awesome. man ncaa that's a that's a lot of work it it was man it was that's exactly what it was was a lot of work a huge event i love Mm -hmm. it it was the dream job you know but i was like I need to slow down a little bit. I need a little more time to go chase yeah. some other hobbies and some other fashions. Yeah. Especially the final four is probably, you know, especially for, I mean, obviously, especially for merch, yeah. <laughs> like your, your life is nuked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, really all, you know, all spring. Cause then you're doing rollout stuff until May really afterwards. And mm-hmm. right. yeah, just, and then fall, you're getting prepared for it. I mean, it just like, <laughs> it was too much. When you wanted to be outdoors. You really couldn't. There was just right. other stuff going on. And uh, yeah, I wanted to slow down and, and chums offered me that. And, yeah, it's been great. Been here, been here for three years and worked my way up and uh, get to run marketing now. Nice, That's awesome, nice, wicked man. So, where did when did That's fly cool. fishing come into your life? Was it when you got to Idaho? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I tried a few times in Jackson. Uh, you know, that's a great fly fishing. Oh, yeah. good place to try say, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, but I was like a cheap college student, so I couldn't like invest in the gear. I just would use my buddies' gears. Yeah, uh, and then I'd go home back to Arizona for school and I'd start just throwing my spinner out again and, and fishing, uh, for bass in Arizona. Um, and I, and I fished a lot on Lake Powell for striper bass and a lot like, uh, it's called black river in Northern Arizona, okay. uh, for bass as well. And, and it's funny because like people hear bass fishing, I think a lot, think of like Southern bass fishing, like out on a lake, on your boat, yeah. you know, the Jersey and all, mm-hmm. uh, ba- bass fishing <laughs> in Arizona. Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bass fishing in Arizona is a lot like fly fishing, except for the gear. You know, like we would hike into these pretty remote rivers, right. you know, and beautiful scenery. And that's what I always loved about fishing. I mean, I, I loved all of it, but a big, it was just another way to get outside yeah. and we'd try to go find elk sheds and we'd try oh, to find yeah. deer sheds and we'd hike and fish. And so, oh man, so fly yeah. fishing really appeals to me for that same reason. You know, it's yeah. no, similar, totally. you know, get to a remote place and, and mm-hmm. just be outdoors. And so, yeah. Yeah, I moved up here and started working for Chums. And, uh, you know, I, I really fell in love with Chums because of the rafting side, but our fishing side, the bigger demographic, like I said, and, and uh, was feeling like a phony because I was talking about fly fishing a lot and wasn't doing it. So, so really, like the last year and a half, trying to dive into it and yeah. uh, get my feet wet. And, yeah, for sure. And uh, learn the sport. Rad. Arizona, man, like it's crazy, like hiking into bass rivers and stuff. Like, what's the, what's the landscape like there? Fishing there must be pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah. Well, People don't get Arizona's got like the biggest pine forest in the north in the United States. Maybe oh, if you don't kind of kind of ponderosa pine. So I'm from like northern Arizona. It's you know five thousand feet elevation. There's a ski mountain pretty right. close, and so it was like big ponderosa pine forest rivers that we were hiking into. Right, a well, lot a lot of elk. You know, if you got any guys that like to hunt? You know, Arizona's kind of the mecca for elk hunting. So that's right in the heart of elk country. This river. Yeah. Uh, the san carlos reservation which is getting pretty popular for hunting and uh so so yeah it was it was more like rocky mountain you know yeah trout fishing except it was uh for bass in arizona oh that's cool man yeah i know when i think arizona like i've never been there i just think like you know those classic like you know almost desert kind of landscapes and things like that it's cool like it looks like such a cool place to go fishing i mean even up north too um on yeah, bass yeah, rivers. yeah. we Sorry. did do some lake fishing you know roosevelt's that classic uh classic river i mean excuse me lake you know in the desert and we did some lake fishing but that's always desert. a little slower for me to get i i need to be able to hike and move around and uh and change it up it got hard on boat but yeah what's fun in arizona is striper fishing we did a lot of striper bass fishing um in lake Powell. that's and that, cool that, that's a good time man yeah that's something we've we want to do really badly is the striper fishing stripers yeah 
Yeah. You guys will have to come out, man. We'll have we'll uh, we'll meet up in Arizona. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be fun. fun. Sounds good. We're not professionals at all, but uh, me and my brother will get you out and chase some fish. But you know, yeah. they're pretty they're pretty easy to find when they're they call it the boil. They all come to the top of the water and it really does make the water look like it's boiling. You just gotta oh, so cool. just gotta find those boils, man, and it's just it's, it's easy fishing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So that's it really. Oh, so stripers what you're looking for are the boils and there's no it's not really structure or anything like that. It's just that's that's their thing. I'm going to offend someone because there's someone out. There's a lot of people listening that know more about striper fishing than me. Wow. <laughs> and Lake Powell, that, that's, like, that's how. That's how. Okay. okay. Right, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we kind of, you know, spring going into summer right around now, really, actually. And uh, yeah, looking for those boils. Yeah. Kind of knowing where they hang out. And that's fun, man. Just kind of getting on them, staying on them for the day. That's right. fun. It is, that's it cool. is an interesting point. Like I fished um, uh, Lee's Ferry. Yeah. Um, at Marble Canyon. And then after driving out of, sorry, it's an interesting point about the forest because I remember when I was driving out, I was heading Southwest, like on the way to California. Um, I can't remember the highway, but anyway. Um, and then all of a sudden there's just, all of a sudden the desert stops and there's this giant pine forest starts. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And then <laughs> I was driving through. So yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. That, that made me, that rem- by the way, Lee's Ferry is amazing. Yeah. Shout out to my friend. I actually know he listens to your podcast. He's one of the ones that put me on it. But Peyton Flake is like, you know, he's the buddy. Like I said, like, truthfully, we grew up redneck. We'd, like, run to the cow ponds before high school <laughs> and, like, awesome. fish catfish. Like, for awesome. 30 right. years on our <laughs> way to awesome. school. And he was the kid that always made me do that. You know, I was – I loved to hunt. He loved to fish. We were a good combo. And so, you know, he'd always call me, hey, I'm coming to pick you up before basketball practice. We're going to go fish for catfish for a second. And nice. so. But he got into fly fishing, man. He won't throw a spinner anymore. He's yeah. like, uh, he he won't he won't fish with me anymore because he's <laughs> full he's fly fishing. Good he's, good shit, Peyton. <laughs> yeah, he's in Lee's Ferry all the time, man. He's always sending me videos and like, you got to come, you got to get down here. So I got to make that happen soon. Oh man, yeah, it's amazing. So Lee's Ferry is, uh, guys, is for is it's a, like the Marble Canyon stretch of the. It's part of the Grand Canyon, right? Yeah. Right. So it's, it's one of the few places that you can drive down yeah. pretty easily and there's parking and camping and whatever. So I camped there and the water there is like, it's, it's, it's like emerald green oh, and there's seen big rainbows yeah. yeah, and it like contrasted with like the red rocks or whatever. You're like on Mars fishing in a marble in like an emerald right. green river. And if you, go down, if you go down like on a drift boat or, or just a, you know, a fishing boat, yeah. you'll go through horseshoe bend. So it's like you like fish oh. horseshoe bend which goes into marble and the horseshoe bends a big photo place now. And, mm-hmm. and the next Canyon down is actually called Jackass Canyon. <laughs> and uh, As a kid, see, this is like, I fished all this stuff. I just didn't know about fly fishing. As a kid, we'd hike down there once or twice a year and it's a brutal hike. Yeah. Right. And we go catch big fish down there, you know, a couple of times a year. Um, really like no trail going down that Canyon, a pretty brutal hike. You're just kind of in the middle of nowhere, but a great fishing. So, so I fished that stretch a few times, but I've never fly fished it. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's funny, eh? The places you go as a kid and you're just kind of like unaware of where you yeah. are, what you're doing, you know? It's just like, shit. That, that was like the credit for me. Like yeah. Unaware. I just catch turtles. And then <laughs> it's like one of the best uh, streams that we have up here or down here. Yeah. yeah. That's funny, man. So how has the foiree into fly fishing been? Um, like what, 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 do you remember like your first fish? Like how, how have you been finding the transition from spin to fly? Yeah, I mean, of course, I remember my first first fish. I mean, I'm going to be really honest on this. Yeah, it's intimidating. Yeah, fly fishing's intimidating, right? Like people yeah. are good at it. They take oh, my yeah. first summer here. You know, I live in Sun Valley. We have uh, the Silver Creek that runs through it, and we have the Brown Dray catch. That's you know, here they talk about it being you know world famous. I don't know if that's an exaggeration or not, but there's a lot of vehicles from different places in the world right? <laughs> coming up. In my first year, man, it's like the scenic river and there's people all over and they're waiting for the hatch. They're all sitting in their cars, but it's pretty crowded, Yeah. but no one's on the, on the Creek yet. Cause it's, cause the hatch hasn't happened yet. They're kind of waiting for that evening hatch. And, and I ran down there with a spinner and start fishing it. And I'm just like, people are pissed. I don't belong here. I'm going to go ahead and back out. And so, yeah. so I got out of there and uh, you know, that kind of got me intimidated, but I'm like, all right, I have to learn this. This looks like too much fun. So, yeah. you know, I have a couple local buddies here that, uh, luckily are really really patient and get me out and teach me and uh been lucky you know i i really need to put more practice i've been lucky to land a a few fish um you know but also i get frustrated because 
you know, these guys, they're, they're patient, but they start fishing and they get away from me. And, and a lot of times I find myself going back and grabbing my spinner because I just want to catch a catch fish. A fish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it can be you tough, have, you know. You, you have patient friends? What's, what's that like? That must, be, that must be a dream. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I might have misspoken. They're patient for about like 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Nothing started. And then all of a sudden they're like half a mile down. And I'm Fuck like, this. hey, uh, yeah. I'm going to grab my spinner. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, it's, okay. yeah. I mean, you're in a heck of a place to be learning how to fly fish. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a great, great spot. Yeah. We have, you know, the big wood, uh, the big loss, Silver Creek. There's, there's some great fly fishing right around here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And you're probably not far from Henry's Fork, right? Yeah, we're like three and a half hours. And uh, nice. same thing. When I was in Jackson, I used to go fish that with my spinner, but still haven't got it with a fly rod. This is committing me, guys. See, I'm feeling a little bit like a fraud. So no, I'm gonna... it's no, okay. no, no, not at all, yeah. not at all. You fished, no, about... you oh, fished man, more no. famous fly fishing water than I have even yeah. close. So <laughs> exactly, I heard so many times on the on the on some of our shows about the Big Wood and um, the areas you fish in, man. So yeah, you're yeah Henry's you're... fork, man. Jeez, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's plan two trips. We'll get you on some stripe striper and uh, Lake Powell, and you guys can come out here and uh, oh, hell on... not anything, but you guys can go get yourself on some stuff because there's yeah. a yeah, the big woods like five hundred yards out my, out of my house, you know. And oh, oh my cool. god, Silver Creek's a thirty minute drive. Henry's Fork is three hours. The Snake is an hour. So yeah, Jesus. wow, that's amazing. God, is Chums hiring? So okay, so okay, so let's maybe talk about now because we've got this crazy. Uh, crazy isolation thing going on you know the world's all kind of thrown into the air so quickly i keep thinking about how fast things change you know like two months ago we were like excited for trout opener we were going to be bass fishing and you know talking to our guide buddies in the states and our guide friends down here and it's just like everything was just you know groovy another year and then boom everything just like overnight things just kind of changed and and you know for us it sucks because it's like oh we can't do trout opener you know but it's like there's guides that are suffering like actually suffering because that's their main income all over North America. So what is Chums doing to kind of help them out? Cause we think this is super cool. Yeah. So, and uh, a big shout out to post fly and bad fish. Um, they started a save the season campaign yeah. to give back to guides, you know, and uh, I've been able to talk to a lot of my guiding buddies They're they're sharing a lot of information, but you know, they're basically canceled through May now, you know, kind of that. And that's kind of their yeah. money maker, April, May, just done. Like yeah. season's over mm. for them and, and starting to go into June for a lot of them and July and, so, you know, we just know there's a lot of people out there that have been affected by this, but it, it really did take a big toll on the guiding community, you know, who really rely on these couple months right now to, to make their, you know, annual salaries and so yeah. annual incomes. Um, so they started this really cool campaign, Save the Season, uh, and we're collecting funds to give back to, to guides, um, you know, just to help them out through this time. And, and we knew that's something we had to be part of, you know, and, and, uh, so we had this new retainer that's, you know, brand new for us called the Mariner. Um, it's made from recycled fishing line. It's got a silicone and it's like really actually made for like fishing. Right. Uh, like I said, we get stuck in rafting. Sometimes that's where we came from, but we wanted to, you know, our demographic is fishing. So we really wanted to make a fishing retainer. So we made this, you know, kind of for that demographic and wasn't really hundred percent ready to launch, but we heard about this campaign and knew we wanted to be part of it. So we launched that. Uh, and gave back 25% of all sales uh, of that, of the Mariner back to the Save the Season campaign. But then they even wanted to do more and, and got some of our original cotton chums and put Save the Season on those chums. And, and 50% of those proceeds are going back to this campaign. So yep. we're really just trying to help out our buddies that, that need a hand, you know. Um, yep. For us, yeah, for us, the guy is like our really, truthfully, our core demographic. Like, uh, it, it, one thing that's interesting, if you're like a weekend warrior or like semi outdoorsy, you might see a pair of chums and be like, Oh, that's what my dad wears. Like, I'm not I'm not into that. But like every rafting guide and fishing guide in the in the country is wearing a pair. And right. they really help us like show that like, hey, this is core, it's authentic, it's gritty. You know, it's not just what your dad used to wear. It's what all all the guides are wearing too. And uh that that's a tremendous help for us. And, uh, it's a demographic that we've really tried. I've really tried with my time here to reach out and connect with these guys. And so we're really appreciative of that demographic. We owe them a lot. Um, we owe them a lot for our success and, you know, we had an opportunity to give back and we're trying to find ways to give back to, to the, to the guiding community as much as we can. 
That's wicked. Yeah. That's wicked, yeah. man. Yeah. So it's like it's a big network of uh, of other f- like fly brands and brands in the U.S. that are kind of helping in the save the season thing. You said Post Fly, Badfish was it? Yeah, yeah. Those two guys are kind of the ones that started it, and then, and then a lot of people have jumped on. That's super cool. It's great to see, like you know, yeah. when the community like can come together and 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 help uh, you know kind of uh, repair something that's uh, that's hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And just like you know, I think it's a it's a demographic that like we thought, you know, everyone thinks about, oh, who's been affected by coronavirus. It's a demographic that's sometimes forgotten about, you know, they, yeah. they do have an awesome job. Right. And so people are like, oh, they have their dream job, you know, that, but like they make the majority of their money, right. These, these next couple yeah. months, the last month. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Know, so they really, they really took a big hit because of all these travel cancellations and social isolation yeah. and all of that. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. I know. It's tough to see for sure, but it's cool that, uh, that this is, uh, there's yeah. good, it's good, good stuff that comes out of this. So that's really awesome. Yeah. And, and I guess if there's any guides out there, listen to this, which I'm sure there, sure there are a few, you know, we chums wants to help you guys out. Um, go apply for that save the season. If you need some financial help, if I can just help you and shoot you out a couple pair of chums and a hat or something to make your day a little bit better. I'm happy to do that. Nice. Uh, awesome. DM us on Instagram, shoot me an email at James at chums. But, uh, yeah, we, we want to make sure that we can, the hard thing is we, we sell chums, right? They're, they're 10 bucks. Yep. You know, everyone's got a pair, but uh, we, we want to do what we can. So if you need another pair, I'll send you one. Whatever we can do to kind of help you and uh, make your day a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Yes. absolutely. Well, you know, we'll put your email in the show notes too. So if people want to find it, uh, they can do it. James at chums.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, uh, we, Yilm and I were in Tobago when all this went down, but we were wearing the Mariner and uh, they're, they're comfy. Yeah. I've had more than enough more than enough sunglasses fall off my face into the stream and go downstream to be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not wearing a retainer. Oh man. I know. <laughs> and I was wearing all those Smiths. So I kind of needed something to secure them. I almost, lost, <laughs> I almost lost those. Remember those, uh, remember that although in Texas when I had them on my hat and I like, we were, we were on the skiffs coming into the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. the uh, marina and I had all, I was buying all those sunglasses cause, um, uh, I didn't have my polarized ones. Um, and so I had them on my head, on my hat and I took my hat off. And uh, I forgot they were on there and they went flying into like the ocean. And I was like, I was like, I was like, holy shit. And like everything went slow motion. And I like (laughs) shot my hand in the water and pulled them out and everybody cheered. I was like, holy Christ, I was close. But you know, if I had a retainer. Yeah. You did it right in front of the marina too, which was awesome. Yes. (laughs) That's impressive though for the, for the snag. You got the snag before they sunk. I know. uh, I felt a little, uh, you know, like ninja. I was like, I can't believe I actually got it. A little ninja. I can't believe you did like a touchdown dance afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And they just shattered anywhere. And you're like, oh no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's what jumps bills, man. We're, we're the $10, uh, we're the $10 insurance policy for those uh, sunglasses you got around your neck. Oh yeah, man. For sure. Um, and yeah, it was cool. The Mariners like recycled plastics. Yeah. Recycled fishing line. Yeah. Fishing line. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. And, uh, you know, I'm geeking out right now on the specifics, which means nothing to anyone, but we make our, we've usually made our ends out of rubber and on places where it's hot and and humidity, you know, that rubber tends over time to kind of start to stretch and and not like have that elasticity to like go back and really grip hard. And this is after a long time, but we made those ends out of silicone so you can pull them on and off your glasses as much as you want and silicone it always comes back to its original form so it always right. kind of ties back up and yeah so you awesome. can pop those off your different kind of glasses they're never going to stretch out um and like i said that's geeking out over the the specifics and no one really understands but that's another reason we try to really make it fishing oriented that you yeah. can throw it on uh, your pair of glasses yeah, yeah you're speaking cool. to a bunch of geeks so yeah <laughs> <laughs> fly people love their gear yeah i love it um, okay, James, every show we do five questions that we ask every single guest. Uh, they're always the same questions. They're called Mitchie's Fishies Five. And they're, uh, they're, they're about fly, their favorite fly fishing questions. Um, so I'm going to ask them to you now. And uh, take your time to answer them. No, no rush. Uh, not buzzer beater questions or anything like that. So this first <laughs> one, first of Mitchie's Fishies Five, is what is your favorite fish and why? Oh, man. <laughs> you know... It's not. It's nothing crazy, but probably a trigger fish. I I, w- I was lucky enough we would oh. go to Mexico a lot and uh, you oh, know do some offshore fishing. Yeah, and uh, you know those were the biggest, meanest fishing, biggest and meanest fighting fish that I got to ca- catch a lot as a kid. And yeah. uh, it's always a good time to be in Mexico and yeah, you know, be eating good and be fishing good. And uh, trigger brings fish. back a lot of good memories for me. Oh man, trigger fish looks so cool. That was also it was a Jared from Fly Lords had the same answer too. Trigger fish. I've never trigger caught a trigger fish, fish yeah. before, but they're pretty gnarly, eh? 
Yeah, yeah, man. And, and like twice in my life, I got to double up with them too. Where I had two on the line, and then it just feels like I'm like, Whoa. oh, I'm bringing in a shark. Like, yeah, what's geez. on this thing? Oh, uh, it just was fun, man. And you know, as, as a kid, just to change it up. You know, I mostly yeah. fished in, in Arizona, but I'd get out. You know, get to do some some offshore fishing every once in a while and catch some trigger. It was awesome. Oh man, that's rad. Nice. That's a good answer. Trigger fish would be cool. I guess I could lead us into the next question too, which is if you could fish anywhere in the world right now, where would you go and why? Depend provided. Like, yeah. It's the best time to go there, man. The keys. And like, that's opened up. <laughs> yeah. That's opened up because of the keys. You know, a lot of guides have reached out from the keys. We've been working with a lot. Uh, one guy, Justin, I'm going to butcher his last name. Velasquez. Yeah. He goes with captain juice. You know, he's a guy that's really helped us. With <laughs> captain the juice. Yeah, captain <laughs> that's juice. awesome. That's his last name. <laughs> but he's a guy that I just connected with through the save the season. Really. I didn't know him before. And, uh, the save the season campaign kind of, <laughs> guys connected and so we've been talking through this and he just been sending me videos of the keys being dead but i'm like even even with no one on that street that's the cool thing. like i yeah. just want to go see the keys yeah. and i want to go fish out there i want to go fish with him specifically so yeah yeah i think that's i love nice the keys they look beautiful the eh? they're so nice eh? they're so yeah. nice like what is it about the keys that's that makes it just awesome it's a lot it's huge the fishing is yeah, great right for, for me, man, I like, I go to Orlando like three times a year for trade shows. Two yeah. of them are ICAST, which is like the big fishing yeah. trade show. And I get stuck in like in Orlando and, you know, in this like two mile radius and it's a trade show and it's stressful. Yeah. So like Florida kind of had like a bad taste in my mouth. I was like, ah, you know, yeah, Florida. Work, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not going to Disneyland. Like, that's <laughs> not my thing. Like, ah, Florida. Yeah. And then also I'm seeing these photos and videos of the Keys, you know, and I'm like, all right. I'll give Florida another chance. Yeah. Just need to, just need to get down there. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, man. Yeah, yeah I answer. think like the first time I went, you know, I'd been to Miami before, and I love Miami, being in restaurants and bars or whatever. Um, but then my friend, their parents moved down to the Keys, and I think he had the same reaction too. He's like, "Why are you moving to the Keys, mom and dad?" Yeah. And then they went down there, and it was like, "What?" So then he told me to come down there and visit them. And yeah, you, you got off the mainland. And then you're just driving over the ocean into this like paradise. First of all, you drive through Everglades National Park, which is, you don't see a lot, but it's still amazing yeah. to be in that kind of setting. Yeah. And then, and then you're just like, it's, you know, the keys are like, I don't know. I can't remember how many islands exactly, but they you know, there's the major ones like Key Largo is first. And then you get to Isla Mirada and then Marathon and then Big Pine and then finally Key West. And it's just like every island has, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's like once when you see when you get to Isla Morada, which is kind of like the fly fishing mecca yeah. or whatever. Of course you can fly fish anywhere on that. But anyway, whatever. And it's just like you see it's white beautiful. sand flats and you're like, okay. Beautiful. It's on. Yeah. And then you start seeing the tarpon and you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> tarpon, man. So sick. Yeah. So sick. It's such a beautiful oh man, it's such a great oh, I'd love to be there right now, eh? It's cold up yeah. here. It's cold up yeah. here right now. I don't know what's going on. And there's I history, thought, there's fly fishing history down there too, right? Like, yeah. you know, like that's kind of where saltwater fly fishing was pioneered mm -hmm. by like Lefty Cray and that's where Hemingway fished, yeah. you know? So, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Rad. Pretty cool. Uh, I just had a buddy that was trying to get to the Keys and I saw that they wouldn't let him in. They were only let only. Residents you know, only. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, yeah. but then he like started, put, like he went from like, I can't get into like, then it definitely looked like he was in and he was fishing there. So I'm not really sure like what happened between those two uh, Instagram stories, but uh, nothing's yeah, keeping him like out. it's on lockdown pretty bad right now. Huh? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three of Mitchie's fishies five is what is your best or favorite fishing memory? It sounds like you got a lot cause you, you've fished in some pretty rad places. Yeah. My like, <laughs> bad memories are always like the good, <laughs> like bad memories turn to good memories and you're and they're the most yep. memorable. So yeah, totally. Man, I, uh, There's a lot of truth to that statement. There's a lot of truth there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the one that always stands out to me, and I think always will, man, is, uh, like I said, we used to go to Mexico to fish a lot. And, uh, when, when I got married, my father-in-law was like pretty hesitant. You know, he was just nervous about us going down there fishing. And mm -hmm. anyway, I would always try to take my little brother-in-law. He was like, you know, 14, and I tried to take him for a few years, and, and my father-in-law wouldn't let me. And finally, like three years into being married, he's like, yeah, you can take him. So I get to take my little brother-in-law fishing. He's done a lot of fishing like I have, but like just, you know, very northern Arizona. I fished these five places we all fish, and yeah. hadn't really been out. So I was so excited to get him out. So we're out fishing, and uh, 
he brings in this this and see this shows my fishing lack of knowledge for this like sea catfish right he's got the big barbs and and, and uh, excuse me i bring it in and and when you're too close to inshore and you guys probably know so you know the pelicans are like sitting around the boat and they're yeah. trying to scoop your fish before you get in the boat yeah so i got this thing right to the edge of the water and i go to rip it in so it gets through the pelicans and like you're slow motion with your glasses man. i swear it's a slow motion now for me this fish just goes flying through the air my little like kind of uncoordinated brother and i tries to grab it and the barb just goes straight through oh. that, like oh. through like this fish is just stuck in them oh my god and like you know the, the boat captain which which like these are not fancy rigs which i love right like this yeah. is like not actually a boat captain some like dude that was like <laughs> yeah. yo my friend's got a boat i'll take yeah. so he like cuts, cuts yeah. this barb off so now it's just the barb the fish isn't attached and he's like you're gonna have to push it through you can't pull it back out you gotta push it yeah. through and it's just yeah you know it's just like the whole scene of like oh you know God. i'm sure it hurt man but this kid is just acting <laughs> like he's like dying yeah. you know and, <laughs> and then we go back you know, he, he pulls the barb out and it's funny that you know the our guide was just being so funny about it he pulls the barb out and then he's just like i can't feel my legs i think i'm being paralyzed oh like God, just he's just going it. through the gamut you know he's he's hurting <laughs> he wants us to know that he's hurting and yeah Anyway, I don't know if I'll ever be able to take any of my in-laws fishing in Mexico. You know, <laughs> but uh, what a scene! It was great, man. It just that awesome. that'll always be the, the number one fishing memory I think for me, probably. <laughs> just chaos. That's funny. Just pure yeah. chaos. I love it, man. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, number four is uh, why do you fly fish or why do you fish at all? What do you what do you get out of it? Yeah, so fishing originally for me was just like another way to get outdoors, and uh, you know, and like I said, I grew up hunting was my first love, but then I really did fall in love with fishing because, you know, it, it filled a lot of the similar, you know, likes that I had from hunting. So yeah. it grew up with just like a, another great way to get outdoors and kind of like feel like you could provide for yourself. I don't know, you know, get, be active and hike into some stuff, see some beautiful country. Um, and, and that's where my love for fishing started. And like I said, you know, that, that took me for most of my life with throwing spinners and then, you know, moving up here and seeing, I guess fly fishing, that question is like the challenge. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it, fishing is always a challenge, you know, but also there's like this another level of like challenge yourself to like, you know, I, I, it feels almost like more intimate with yeah. the fish. It's like, where is a, is a yeah, thing yeah. to say that is, but yeah. like, you're not throwing your worm into the bottom and just like waiting for a yeah. bite and you're like, you're like no. right, this is where the fish is going to be. This is where we're, you know? And so yeah. that that's, you know, fishing in general is get me outdoors and just, you know, get me active. And, and, and I love being outdoors. And then fly fishing was like that next step and that next challenge. And then, I mean, to be honest, and then also I'm running marketing for a company that talks about fly fishing a lot. I'm like, yeah. I got to learn how to, I got to learn how to do this. Oh, for work, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. But it's cool. I think you're right. Like the sport of it, the, it's more challenging than, than regular fishing, which makes it more fun. Yeah. It's totally true. Yeah. Number five and the last of the Mitchie's Fishies five is if you were a fly pattern, um, what would you be? What fly represents you best and why? Or lure. Oh, or lure, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Or both. Or both, yeah. Both. Sure, or yeah. both, yeah, yeah. Man, like, ready? I'm get, I'm going deep here. Okay. I'm, I'm going just like, truthfully, like a night crawler, man. Yeah? <laughs> That's who I am, right? I'm like this small town, you know, country boy that like literally went and yep. dug up my night crawlers in my mom's flower garden in the morning and like hooking a worm and like uh i love it man i think that's yeah, great that, i love that's, that I, yeah that's great yeah man i just like that's still that's still who i am at heart right i'm still like this little kid that just wants to get out you know and uh yep. is you know and like yeah doesn't have all the gear and and, and i'm learning and investing in that gear but like you know, I still love just going and grabbing a nightcrawler, man, and uh, casting it yeah. out yeah. <laughs> on the bank in the morning. Waiting oh for, man, uh, there's that's some fun. That's fun right there, man. I'm like, I'll tell you, like, I'll oh, still yeah. cast a worm off a dock once in a while and just sit there and smoke a cigar, and you just don't do anything, and then you just catch a fish every once in a while. Like, that's fucking awesome. I caught <laughs> one of my biggest smallies on a nightcrawler. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I've caught go. probably truthfully ninety percent of the fish of my life. I'm like, just that's what I did for so long, yes, right? Like, right. That's, that's what I did until I was 25, you know, from like truthfully eight to 25. Yeah. Like that's just what I did. We just went out most mornings and like either on our little Creek in Northern Arizona, which funnily enough is called silver Creek as well, but it's not world famous fishing. Yeah. Uh, or, or like went to the cow pond and threw a 
you know, that someone had stocked up for a couple of years, and then we just keep it stocked and threw uh, through night crawlers out. So oh, awesome. I love, I love it, man. Have you have you tried bass fishing on the fly? No, no. And my buddy that got, you know, that got into it, Peyton, I said it kind of interests me yep. in the podcast too. He uh he he talks about it a lot, but he but he goes to least ferry so much because it's accessible, you know. So right. he, so I, I need to, but I have so not. fun, no. man. We, we bass fished like that. I think that was all of our first fish on the fly. Yeah. Walleye. Oh, walleye. My yeah. bad. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but bass is like, yeah, number two. We fly fish bass like all the time, you know. All the time. Yeah, like maybe more than trout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I need, I for sure need to get in that. Oh, it's fun, man. Is it's that, so fun. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. then I guess you'd be a squirmy wormy. Yeah. If you were a fly. Yeah. 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 Can't get much. Can't get much more. Uh, just worm on a hook than a squirmy worm. I love that fly. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like literally this. <laughs> it's just a worm on a hook. I love that. We invest all this money into fly fishing, and we we learn this this stuff, and we go the places, and then we fish a worm on a hook. It's, it's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> Nightcrawler's very honest answer. I love that. I think that I think that's, that's our super first cool, live man. bait answer. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. See, you're a fly fishing podcast, but you're talking like. Oh yeah. But that's that's no. a funny thing for me, man. Is like there feels like this kind of almost disconnect between like how I grew up and, and really truthfully how I'd still consider myself a fisherman, which is like, that's still who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fly fishing community, there feels like there's like this huge hurdle. Right. And uh, it, it's nice for me to see that it's not as big as it was perceived in my head mm-hmm. and, and people are way more friendly and people want yeah. you to enjoy what they enjoy. And I, I still feel like there's this huge demographic that would absolutely love fly fishing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and chasing, chasing bass and chasing different you know different species on on a fly reel but yeah. you know you grow up not exposed to that and and mm-hmm. it just feels like yeah that's I know. that's insurmountable for me right yeah, like, I know I'm, what you I'm mean. never going to be able to become a fly fisherman and i think a lot of people really a lot of people feel that way you know like i don't think you're uh you're alone on that one i mean when you're outside yeah. of it it's like oh what the hell's fly fishing like it feels like such a weird kind of club you know that you're not really allowed to to be part of but like like you said earlier, it's it's about um, taking it to the next level. If you're really into fishing and you just really want to, you know, get more into fishing, fly fishing is a great way to do that. It's more of a, it's more challenging. It's more maybe sporting in a way, and and it's uh it's just a yeah, it's just a way to really get into it. So I, I definitely yeah. encourage people to just take the leap. Yeah, and I think yeah. the beautiful thing is, truthfully, I feel like every time one person makes that leap, they pull like three people in, and oh, then those three yeah. people pull three, and that's what happened. Like truthfully, in this town I live in. I didn't know anyone that fly fish. Like I, I did not know really even what that was. Like I'd watched a yeah. river run through it and thought like, I didn't, I <laughs> like as a kid, I thought actually maybe that was like, that's what they used to fish with. Like that's the, like that's before <laughs> that's where fishing came from. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. That's like tying a stick and tying a string. Right. Right. But right. Anyway, my buddy got into it and you know, he pulled a few people in yeah. and they pulled a few people in. And now like, there's a decent amount of kids that, that fly fish in my little small hometown community. And yeah. it's funny you know, Silver Creek, Arizona, uh, we got a fish hatchery there and, it, and it's actually become like, there's some guides that are taking people out there. And that was oh, not, nice. that's cool. when I was a kid. Yeah. 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 No, it's I, great. Yeah. Yeah. I think like for us too, like we fish bass pike. Well, like that's what Ontario is. It's bass pike and walleye and sure there's trout, but like, yeah, not that much. Yeah. So then we, you know, like we went up North to, you know, do some seminars and people are like, Oh, you can catch those things on a fly rod, you know? Yeah. So I think it's just like, you know, it's like, you're right. Like a river runs through it as, you know, creative a film. It was to like introduce a lot of people into fly fishing. It definitely kept the trout Montana thing in everybody's mind. But I think now people realize that you can pretty much fish for anything, especially now yeah. with modern fly lines and rods and yeah. Yeah, like and people have been stoked on different types of bass flies and stuff that you can really exactly and streamers. Like, I think if you're gonna get into fly fishing, like it, it'll happen eventually, and you'll just whatever species you can get, you'll you fish around you, you'll be able to catch on fly rod, right? And like, I'm super interested to do like, like now that you brought it up, like backcountry Arizona bass. That yeah. sounds rad. Yeah, yeah. super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I it's interesting because even my buddy that you know that really helped me introduce it even before I worked at Chums, and he's just like he just fly fishes now. He, I don't think he's ever done that backcountry bass. I'll, I'll have to pick his brain about it because he always talks to me about Lee's Ferry or these other places. He right. Never, you know, Pro, uh, the Provo River and, and all these other places. But he, amazing I mean, places, right? 
yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd get me into it way easier. He would have when we were, especially when he first got into it with trying to, he was, let's just go to Black River. <laughs> I would be like, yeah. all right, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure it's amazing. I'm sure it would be amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Why not? I don't see why not. I can't wait to go yeah. bass fishing, man. It's, it's coming up, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. stoked for that. We have these we have these little submergers. What are they called again, although that we use uh, for, at Mitch's Cottage again uh, for bass? I can't remember the name yeah. of it, but you, I think you were thinking it was dip. It's like a diver. Like a diver. Yeah. Like a little diving, yeah. diving so frog like pattern. It looks kind of like a little little mouse that just sits just above the surface. It's a little, little submerger, but not not too deep, so it's almost like a top wire. Submerger. Submerger. Submerger types of flies. Well, like, the submerger explain, pattern, the Yuma I'm diver. I'm speaking, I'm saying submerger because is my it, pal here, James, understands what I'm talking about. Because it submerges itself. Because these fish, submergers. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, and, and you can see a little, couple of ripples when you when you pull, and that just like crushes largemouth. It's nothing better than um, a topwater with bass at one of these lakes, or yeah. even even in these rivers. Man, it's just it's yeah. probably my one of my favorite things to do is those topwater bass. Yeah. Oh man, warm summer day, topwater largemouth bass doesn't get better got, than that, man. Yeah. Got a beer and a bag of Doritos. That's the best. That's the pinnacle. Yeah, that's the peak. You know when we're in those we're in those moments. I'm like, this is as good as it gets. This is the peak of our life. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. All right, well, uh, James, uh, where can people find Chums? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, give us the spiel. Yeah, man. I mean, Chums is just Chums.com, and and our social handle is Chums USA. Uh, it's not leaving Canada out. It's just we have actually have a big Japan line, which is which is pretty oh, crazy. So. Cool. Dividing from our Japan line, but. Uh, handles chums USA. Uh, yeah, my email it says jump James at chums.com. And you know, the cool thing about this time is we all do have some more free time on our hands. And uh, mm-hmm. something I'm really trying to do with chums is, is connect with these communities and connect with people that are falling. So yep. shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. Like I got time to respond. I'd like to get to know, you know, your listeners. I'd like to get to know guys that are out there fishing and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, see how kind of pick their brains. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're happy to help out where we can. And, uh, you know, we're, we're an impulse brand. Most of our stuff sells for under $15 and that's kind of our sweet spot. And, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's been cool through this time because there's been guys like, Hey, here's an idea. Or why don't you throw, you know, why don't you throw this fish design on, on a pair of chums for me? Or, cool. or really just connect with these guys and be like, Hey, I've been wearing chums for 30 years and, uh, and I appreciate you. And I love hearing that. And there's a lot of those stories that are coming in. So yeah, reach out, you know, I, think this is a cool time for us all to kind of slow down and connect with our communities and really get to know our following a little better and uh, yeah. it's definitely what I'm trying to do and yeah we're uh the, there's some cons about you know having a selling a, a lower price product but there's some pros and one of the pros is I could send a lot of them out so uh <laughs> so shoot me an email I'll get you a pair of chums you know if you want to even just test them out there you go right on and we'll put uh, we'll put the site in the show notes and, and your email and contact as well and uh Thanks so much for coming on, man. It was great to meet you and, and talk about uh, talk about some really cool places uh, uh, to go fishing and, of course, chums and the stuff you guys are doing with uh, Save the Season. So thanks. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for the nice time. Nice meeting you, James. Uh, thanks, James. Yeah, looking forward to doing some more work together in the future. Hell yeah, Hell yeah. Let's go fishing. Get on the yeah. water. It's going to be fun. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, James. See you later. Take it easy. Well, that was James from Chums. Chums, uh, James, thanks for coming on. Uh, it was a fun discussion. And, uh, yeah, check Chums out. They're pretty cool. And yeah, it's cool. It's always cool to see, I don't know, when companies actually give back to the community. Yeah, I like that initiative that they're that the that they're doing down there in the US. It's great. It's um, awesome how quick um some people responded in a very positive way to everything that was happening. Oh yeah. And how and yeah. how the whole kind of community comes together with saying post fly and bad fish and all that. It's cool. Um yeah. Jazz, I mean, it was cool to hear about all the different places James has fished, because it's like, man, he's fished in some like pretty rad places. I know, yeah. I know. It's cool too, right? Like, like you said, Mitch, while we were talking with him, like, you know, he sees his streams through a certain lens. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, I would love to hike into the back country of yeah. Arizona and fish for bass. Like, yeah. how sick would that be? That sounds yeah. super Arizona's cool. It's beautiful, like, beautiful. Well, he did talk about um, that. He did talk about something that was interesting when he said. Uh, my best favorite me- fishing memory was actually my worst fishing memory. But then in, when I remember it, it was awesome. And it's just like mm-hmm. Eric, Eric and Tomogamy from Tomogamy Outfitters, uh, his types of fun. That's what it kind of reminded me of because Eric talked about types of fun. And he said the, what was it? The third level of types of fun was that it was the, or second, it was the second, the second one. Right. And it's, it's all about like, 
it's a work, you know, you work for it. It's kind of a pain in the ass. In the moment, it might be a little uh, uncomfortable or frustrating or shitty. But then later you look back on it and you talk about it with your friends and you remember it as kind of, you know, remember when, you know, Yilma fell in the, in the river and lost his fly fishing rod and stuff like that, you know? So it's like... Uh, it's, yeah, it's um in the moment you don't think you're having fun, yeah. but then when you look back on it, it'll be a story that you never forget. Like yeah. you'll talk about it for Christmas's yeah, exactly. birthdays, yeah. like reunions to come. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, maybe yeah, that's that's awesome. <clears throat> that's exactly the story. Is when I fell with those saltwater boots. Well, do we want to talk about ours? Is that what yeah. we're doing right now? Is that what you're doing right now, Yelma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what he's doing. That's right what I was now. alluding to. I mean, because I was trying to figure out you know okay. stories, but then yeah, that makes sense. Okay, Yelma, what's yeah, your what's your I worst fishing start. what's your worst fishing story that's that in retrospect is awesome? My worst fishing story would have to be um, the time I brought I bought sorry um, saltwater boots, thinking that they were freshwater boots because obviously I was green. And um, did you buy them? I bought them at sale, um, <laughs> and the yeah, the employee was. It was quite a nice guy, but he's like, yeah, you should get those. Those are cool. They look like snowboarding boots. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, cool. So I bought them. And I, he knew exactly where I was going to. I was like, I'm going to the Grand or the Credit and whatever. And then um, I went fishing with Mitch for, you know, we went steelheading. So it wasn't a warm day. You know, it was, you know, things were a little cool. So obviously the plastic under the rubber underneath the boot kind of, you know, froze up. A, for, for sand. For sand, exactly. And um <laughs> Yeah, and then we, we were walking down um, towards, you know, the bank, and then I slipped, broke my rod tip, and uh, ended up being a story I probably mentioned 50% of the time we podcast, because it's hilarious, um, that I got had <laughs> and broke my rod. I mean, Echo, thankfully, in like a week, I got my rod replaced, my rod tip replaced. They're great. and then, But at the same time, two, two minutes after I slid, Mitch caught a nice-sized walleye on that river. Oh, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, so that would be my my um, worst. That turned out to be a really funny fishing story. I love that. And then you just had saltwater boots. Yeah, and now I have saltwater boots, <laughs> which yeah. you've used a lot in the last two years. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. Nichi, <laughs> my okay, my worst fishing story that, in retrospect, is actually pretty fun to talk about and think about was my first fish on the fly rod. And actually, remember, we were, we were talking, but this came up earlier when you're like, oh, was, I think it was a bass. And I was like, no, I actually caught a walleye. I don't know if I've ever told you the story of my first fish on a fly rod. I, I might have like early on in the podcast series, but it was a crazy wow. day. Let me tell you what, what happened on that day, my friends. Uh, okay, was, let me uh, let me let me just pour some 40 Creek for oh, this one. Oh, he's getting a little sip of the 40. Yeah, get but the 40 Creek. Little, you got a little 40 Creek on you? Oh, of course I got a 40 Creek going oh, on, man. I always do. You guys oh, send nice. me a bottle. Can you guys send me a bottle of 40? Because I'm like out. You know what? My dad has a bottle at my house in Ottawa if you want to drive to his house. Oh, man. I guess I could also just go to the uh, the LCBO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all but I mean. you could go to my dad's. Yeah. Have a drink we, with your dad. We, had that bo- we bought that bottle for Colin <laughs> for Christmas. Oh, awesome. So good. Oh, nice. Yeah, you should go to his dad's, actually. Then you won't have to wait in line for the LCBO. Yeah. Oh, yeah true, and you can right? see if he's alive because <laughs> I'm not, because I'm not really sure if he is. <laughs> oh man. Okay. You guys pour some 40 Creek. I'm going to tell you about my worst fishing story. That's uh, I like to remember. So my first fish in the fly rod, I was like a teenager or whatever. And uh, it was um, early in the season. Like it was early, early, early in the walleye season. And I took a canoe uh, out onto um, a lake and uh, I, I was using a floating line, but I had a black marabou leech on. And a pretty long leader. And it was, I don't know, maybe 15 feet deep there, 20 feet deep. And um, I let this fly sink right to the bottom without thinking about it because I was looking at my flies and kind of, I was just like, I was fumbling around. I was like trying to hold the paddle and my flies and everything. And um, my 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 fly got, like I went to pull my rod up and it got stuck on, um, on what I thought was a log. Also had an anchor down in the back. And I thought uh, the fly was stuck on a log and, and then I started pulling on it and then it started to pull back and I was like, oh shit, this is a fish or whatever. And um, at that point I had the anchor pulled down and, and the fish was kind of pulling the canoe. So I was like, geez, I got to get, I got to get the anchor up so I don't tangle around. It was a shit show. Okay. So I got the anchor rope down. <laughs> uh, it's cold. I'm alone in this canoe. I've never fly fish really. Like I fly fish a little bit, but this is like my first fish ever on a fly rod. And I had like a, a like an old scientific anglers combo that I bought. Um, 
bit cold. And I was like, I was like, one hand I'm fighting this fish. I don't know what it is, but it was pretty decent. The other hand I'm trying to pull the anchor up, but then the anchor got stuck on a log, so I couldn't get the anchor out. Um, and so then the canoe almost flips, like really almost flips. Like I, I, I was like, it, the, like the, the 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 edge of the canoe like kissed the water, and my fly box went flying. And I was, I was like, oh Jesus, yeah. And I went to into the lake and um. And, uh, I, I kept finding the fish and then, and then the, I got the fish up and I was like, basically just like, I was like, okay, I can't get the anchor up. So I just going to have to avoid the rope. And I got the fish up and it was like a, it was like a 24 inch walleye. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty cool. And then, um, yeah, I got it off the hook off quick and released it. And then, uh, and I was pretty stoked. I mean, that was my first fish. It was a good memory for sure. And obviously like a really nice fish and an interesting fish to be catching even on a fly rod at all. But, mm-hmm. um, that's cool. In the moment, I was definitely full panic mode. You know, it was full panic. I would love that. That'd be. It's one of those moments where you wish you had a camera. Yeah. Following you around. <laughs> totally. It totally yeah. is because it was not graceful at fucking all. It was like yeah. not a beautiful moment. It was like, I was like panic. It was just pure panic. But <laughs> my foray into the fly fishing world, I suppose. Um. But yeah. Interesting memory. Well, I mean, there's there's a bunch of them though. You know where it's like. Most of the time, it's just oh, yeah. like something shitty happens, but then you look back, like like James's story, you know, where he, some, you know, his brother got a, is there, was his in law, his brother in law, brother in law got a hook through his hand. I mean, like no, geez. no, no, it was the barb of the fish, like barb of the fish, yeah. Oh, that's what it was. It was the barb. I thought yeah. it was the barb of the hook on the no, with no, the fish on no, the no, hook. No, no, no. It was like you know, like how yeah. fish have whiskers or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So whatever fish it was. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, uh, the barb went through. through his hand. Because <laughs> he tried to get, yeah, he was trying to catch it. Shit, I thought yeah. it was the hook with the fish on it, and I was like, "That's really awkward for that fish." Jesus, okay, crazy. No, man. no, no. It was so they had to cut the barb off of the fish's face. Yeah, yeah, and then and then pull it through. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, okay, so yeah, but you know, hooking myself, I've hooked myself in the back of the head. I've hooked friends. I've hooked. Uh, oh my god! I hooked when I hooked Matt in the back of the shoulder in Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm never fishing again. I know. I felt so bad. Well, you know. I oh, mean, what happened with that story? Although, sorry, Mitch. Yes. Uh, did he? Was it okay? He pulled it out. It was fine. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it just hit him. Like it didn't go in him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Matt's just like the nicest guy. It's just I saw, you know, like when you're in the when you're in the when you're in the flats boat, right? You've got. I mean, obviously, if you, you look forward, that's twelve o'clock, yeah. and then on one side, you're supposed to do a you know a back cast to deliver the fly. Yeah. And then on the other hand half you're supposed to do the forward cast right depending on where the fish is yeah i crossed up the cast uh, and i went forward when i should have went back i should have waited as i got too excited when i saw the fish i should have just waited for him to turn the boat like he does expertly every yeah, time yeah but i didn't and i hooked him in the back of the shoulder like a like a like a dummy he's cool he's cool, he's cool. but matt was like okay we're just not gonna do that again <laughs> <laughs> and matt's the best matt's gonna be on the show by the way we uh, did an episode with matt and he's coming out in uh in a pretty soon on a sunday yeah. soon coming to mm-hmm. your ears mm-hmm. um matt of course being matt dodson guide in uh, montana that we fish with in texas awesome guy yeah he's a cool dude yeah, yeah he's a cool dude um aldo what's your what's your worst best memory oh there's so many on the water so many because of blown it so many times yeah <laughs> so many times um well i guess that the first i'll just do the first one because the whole thing originated kind of on this trip to tomogamy yeah. where eric was telling us about the types of fun right yeah type one is like obvious fun you're yeah. having fun you're laughing you're outside with your friends you're at a party whatever type two is like wow this sucks yeah you Can't really realize you're having fun but yeah. then you look back on it, you're like, oh, that was actually kind of a lot of fun. Yeah. And then type three fun is like the kind of fun you have in like Vegas where you're yeah. not really supposed to talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> Types of fun. So type two yep. fun was probably on that trip. So well, this is like, we've been talking about going to down the Lady Avalon for a while, trying to find, you know, big brook trout um, on the Lady Avalon river in Tomogamy. Yeah. Uh, we get to Tomogamy last fall, right? Fall? It was like September. September. It was like Labor Day weekend, right? Yeah. 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 I wasn't and, there, but I recall. Yeah. And we sleep in Eric's store the first night. Yeah. And no, at the cottage. My bad. We were at the cottage the first night. That was super fun. Yeah. Cottage first night. Yeah. And then we 
get to back to Tamagami Outfit and we load up all the stuff. We've got the gear, we got the canoes. Eric's like, uh, oh, grab the paddles. Grab the paddles. I'm not going to say who forgot the paddles, but anyway. Oh my God. And, uh, <laughs> and we're like, get the paddles, get the canoes. We drive about, I don't know, an hour and a half. Probably that down to, to the to the beginning of the um, river. The beginning of the river system, yeah. uh, and it just starts pouring rain. Yeah, and it's thunder. It's a thunderstorm, so we can't go on the water. <laughs> so we have to wait out. We have to wait out the thunderstorm, and then so after like a while, finally we got a window where we can start or at least go to a, our first campsite. Yeah, and then uh, we're getting in the canoes and. We realize that we're there's three canoes, six of us, and we realize we're a paddle short. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. So then I ended up. What'd you guys do? Um, well, I ended up paddling Gab in like 150 pounds of gear <laughs> uh, by myself. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody offered, so I just did it. He did it. He he, he did it the the way. Yeah, yeah. That was very cool. And you, uh, but you know what? It um despite you know Yeah, um, that shit happening, yeah. Despite despite that shit happening, because Gab had a free hand the whole time, we got amazing oh, yeah. photos. Yeah, there's some cool photos. Come because on, he man. would paddle the whole river system with him shooting. You yeah. know, he had a zoom lens and we got some awesome, awesome footage. Yeah. Kind of because of that mistake. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and then looking back on it, it's like kind of hilarious. And also I think I got better at paddling because of it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Because I'm not really that great of a battler anyway. Well, it's good practice then, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, and then when you see Eric paddle alone... Oh, my God. It's, it's ridiculous. It's insane. It's insane. He just, like, soars. How, how, how adept he is at paddling. Yeah, he's yeah. incredible. He's like a, his boat's like a laser going through the water. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty tuned in with it, eh? Yeah. yeah. He, he's I like how Eric's doing. Boat. I'd like to... We got to talk to Eric, man. I wonder how he's doing up there. I was, I was texting him the other day. How is he? He's good. He's cleaning up the new store. And yeah. uh, he set up like a, a drum kit and all of his band stuff. And his son is like apparently like a a phenom, a drumming phenom. Nice. But hopefully he'll he's okay. And hopefully he can get a season out of this season. Like hopefully there's yep. some form of a summer. Yep. Totally. Or fall even. Yep. Where people can enjoy the new space because it's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, another thing, everybody listening, uh, I don't know if you've seen on our Instagram or on our Facebook or at SoFly.ca backslash trash flies, but we've started a little initiative, uh, that we're really excited about. Um, we had Yilma, we did a little cleanup on the Humber river a little while ago and we went and picked up some garbage because, uh, we're just getting, we're just getting sick of seeing all this, this garbage, you know, on the rivers. I mean, everybody is, and people are trying to do stuff about it, but, um, it's still, is here. So it's like, maybe, you know, there's more we can, we can do to try to move things forward. So anyways, we, um, we had, uh, this idea to clean up some, some garbage from the Humber. And then we gave the trash to two really good tires, Chris from drift outfitters and Nick Groves out in Fergus. And they tied a couple flies using the trash. And, uh, we've got, um, we have they those are images. amazing flies. They're so like, cool. The, the artistry on them is amazing. They did a great, great job. Um, Tim, Chris turned a, uh, a Timmy's cup into a, 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 a really <laughs> amazing fly. And, like a salmon um, fly. <laughs> yeah, and it's got like the whole wing and the hackle, and he oh, yeah, he did a great job. So check that out um, on our Instagram. And and Nick did a Doritos bag fly that we're going to be releasing uh, on Monday, yeah, so tomorrow. Um, uh, an articulated streamer, which of course yes. is what he's known for tying, and it also looks amazing. Oh god, like, it's so <laughs> it's so so cool, man! Like they did such a great job, and um, yeah, I'm, we're just super stoked that we can we can share them on our page and and. Um, and we, we, we've, uh, we've partnered with Trout Unlimited Canada and Swim Drink Fish who have, um, well, we're driving, we're driving, uh, attention to those organizations because they do obviously tons of great work to get people, uh, helping with cleanups and helping, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, Swim Drink Fish to citizen science stuff. So it's like getting people active and monitoring water and, and just making, making all that stuff accessible and making all that stuff, um, giving people a place to take action. So yeah, so in the name of the campaign, we've 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 uh, we're pushing people to to sign up and pledge to do river claims with Trout Unlimited Canada, and also to um, become a citizen scientist and learn about some drink fish and stuff, so you can help um, become more involved in the Great Lakes uh, water and um, and the water in your community because they they're out west as well and all over 
they have some different chapters across Canada. So yeah, check out uh, sofly.ca backslash trash flies um, because that's where you can you can sign up for that stuff. And um, we really ask that you do because uh, it's just there's no one there's nobody else. Like we need to mobilize and we need to to come together and, and try to not only do the cleanups and do the water quality checks and do all the stuff that needs to be done, but also, um, I don't know, try to push our government, our province to, to end or find alternatives to single use trash. So we've also started a petition on change.org to, um, to, to get, uh, actual government attention and maybe even, you know, push some legislation forward or, or at least just continue putting pressure and trying to like change the conversation or create the conversation and change what we're doing in Ontario because, um, I don't know. Single use stuff is just, there's gotta be a better way for all this stuff. You know, I'm so tired of seeing garbage on the rivers and it's not people littering necessarily like that happens, but if there's garbage, it ends up in the water and you see it in the Humber, you know, and there's so mm-hmm. much garbage in the Humber and it's just because it's on the roads and it's in the parking lots and it ends up in the river mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's so bad. The microplastics are the worst, but anyways. And such a clear example of, you know, everything being connected is, I mean, it's a really good point of, it's not just people littering. It's, it's just garbage in general. Yeah. Um, when we were in Mexico, mm-hmm. you know, we got to the beach in <clears throat> Boca Pila and Tulum. Mm-hmm. And for as long as you could see along the, um, along the, uh, the shoreline, yeah. it was like a, like a two or three foot wide, mm-hmm. like line, just, just line of trash yeah. that had just washed up from, who knows how it got in the ocean or where it got in the ocean. Yeah. And it was all plastic. It was all like bottles and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, flip-flops and, and whatnot. So, I mean, yeah, it's not just littering. It's not just a problem. It's the source. Exactly. So it's gnarly. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, we need to find ways to, you know, people that are creating single-use trash and single-use plastics need to find alternatives because this isn't working. So anyways, uh, if there's any experts on this stuff out there, and we're probably going to talk to some over the next few weeks, but reach out to us because like, again, we're not experts on this stuff. We're just concerned. We're just kind of pissed off about seeing all this garbage on the wa- in our waterways. And we're trying to concerned citizens. Yeah. We're just trying to do something about it. So, you know, if you, if you know more about it, please reach out and um, maybe we can, we can work with you to, to continue the, the, the discourse. Um, but check it out. And also on top of that, uh, we're asking people to tie flies using garbage from your local river. Um, do a little cleanup if you can, if it's safe to do so, if you're allowed to, go on the water and pick up a couple bottles maybe and, and, um, or some, some trash and tie a fly using the trash safely again, uh, wash it, you know, don't do anything gross. I mean, we're not, yeah, don't pick up any needles. Yeah. We're not on the, <laughs> we're not, we're not on the hook for any of this stuff. I mean, um, you can also just use trash at home, but it's basically what we're trying to do is, is raise awareness around, um, the problems regionally. So, you know, this, this isn't something unique to us. So all over North America, all over Canada, the world, there's this problem. So yeah, if you can tie up a fly using some trash and, um, Post it using hashtag trash flies and we're going to, we're going to pick somebody in June, our favorite fly. And we're going to give them a hundred dollar gift card to drift outfitters. So yeah, um, thanks drift. Yeah. Thanks drift. So, you know, um, go out there, tie some trash flies, hashtag it. We'll find it. We'll, and we'll, um, we'll be very grateful that you're helping push the conversation forward. And, um, yeah, we'll give you a hundred bucks at drift baby to buy online. Sweet. And then, yeah, when we're all back on the rivers, um, yeah, you can look to your local chapter of Trout Unlimited or maybe even like Friends of the Grand River or the Credit River Angling Association or yeah. whatever local river you might be a part of because they always organize cleanups and they do a lot of hard volunteer work. And if you can help them out, that's also awesome. Even yeah. for a day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So check it out. Soulfly.ca backslash trash flies. It's in the it's in the show notes as well. Um I don't want to end on a sad note though. I want to, I want to pump this back up. What, what are you guys looking forward to most coming up? Like, what are we doing? What, we got trout opener next opener. weekend. Trout opener is coming up next weekend and we've got Joe's coming on the show and we're going to talk <clears throat> yeah. about, uh, trout opener histories, all the favorite trout openers that he's been a part of over the years. I think that's going to be fun. That's going to be awesome. And then yeah. I think I'm not just looking forward to seeing you guys again. I know. eh? weird. I was on that note of trout opener. We, um, I was looking at pictures from our, Trout openers left from yeah uh, years past, and I was just like, man, yeah. I remember going to smash some burgers and then hitting the hitting the river, oh, and I was so like, fun. man, how yeah. great would a burger and a fish be right now? So fun, not like a eating a fish, like going fishing. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent, man. How great would some some Wendy's and uh, 
Trout, some trout fishing bee right now. Some trout fishing bee right now. So sick, man. Oh my god. <laughs> Friend of the show, also Canadian okay. trout bum. Yeah, uh, Canadian trout bum. You know the fellow that makes uh, those yep. stickers. And we got to tie. Uh, he uh, he put us in a little challenge to tie flies on a safety pin. Oh, that's so right. I got I, I to do that this weekend because now I got some time. Maybe oh, we can do that tomorrow. I'm doing that tomorrow too. Hundred percent. I yeah. forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, can we do it together, Aldo? No. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. <laughs> Amazing. I'm kidding. Oh, I got all dejected. Yum, have you tied yet? You have your no, stuff. No, all those going to give me a little. What do I got to? Okay, fine. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, we'll do refresher. What do you mean? Why? Although. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, he's been cooped up too long. Yeah, let's, just, let's, just, let's just hang out tomorrow, please. Yeah, okay. Google. We can hang out later today. Can hang, we're hey, hanging fine. out right now, baby. Yeah, no, baby. I mean, well, why don't we all? Like, why don't. Look, I got a big monitor now. Why don't we do this later tomorrow and tie some flies? We could do it later today, this afternoon. We could tie cool. flies whenever the Once my laundry's here. done. I got well, I got to work too. out first. I'm doing laundry too. Nice, Mitch. Okay, yeah, no, I think I think that's a good point. Yeah, ending on, a, ending on a high note, I can't wait to... I'm tying flies. I think this is the most stock my fly box is ever that's going good, to be man. in my entire life. That's good. And uh, and I'm, I'm just... I'm ready. When they let me out, I'm ready. Like a horse at the gate. Yeah, at, so... On that uh, note, Aldo. A horse race? Horse the gate. <laughs> on that, that terrible analogy. Yeah. Aldo. Yeah. So on that note, I took some time to kind of organize my pike, my pike box. Mm. Um, pike, half pike, half bass. Um, and I am super excited. I, I hope that we get out of the good time so that we can use them. It's pike because... flies from that, fa- that from that friend of the show that sent them in. Yeah, yep. exactly. Thank you so much for and sending those flies. Excited to see them and use them. They're beautiful. Probably the great. nicest pike flies I've seen. And yeah. uh, I can't wait to use them. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, man. Well, that's fun, guys. Very, very fun. Um, check out everybody listening. Check out our YouTube channel because I'm going to upload. Um, we're going to be uploading. Uh, we did blindfolded fly tying with Matt Dodson. Um, yep. Our friend and guide out of Montana. So check that mm-hmm. out. It's going to be on our YouTube channel. Go to sofly.ca backslash trash flies and uh, enjoy tying flies at home. And uh, thanks for listening to the show. And we'll see you next time. See you, everyone. That's it for Bye, me. Everybody. That's it for me, Mitch Aldo. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <Yeah. laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> You can find all of SoFly's content at SoFly.ca. On Instagram, we're at the SoFly Crew. You can reach us at thesofflycrew at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. On Facebook, we're SoFly, and our podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify.